Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out another episode of the greatest podcast on the Kenai Peninsula, Woke and Baked, as proven by multiple, multiple polls. By multiple polls, I mean people I know that I've asked that know that I have a podcast that don't listen to anything else or were probably just telling me that they listen to the podcast to make me feel better about myself. And that's okay too, because according to them, I'm number one. And we all get a a participation trophy if that's uh, anything that I've learned by uh, my almost 40 years of life. All right, quick solid shout out to our supporters, Iron Asylum Gym, located at 35165 KB Drive. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not going to go too much into what makes Iron Asylum special because my guest today is Brandon Miller, the owner-operator of Iron Asylum. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into why he carries the products he carries, to why he uh, you know, has the equipment that he has at his gym and why he feels the way he does about annexation and hobo gym. We go into all kinds of shit. The the interview's well over an hour long, and we not only shoot the shit, we flamethrow the colostomy bags. So it's a good time. All right, our other supporters include 5150 Vapes in Soldotna, across across the street from Soldotna Creek Park. If you are into vaping nicotine juices, they have the nicotine juices that you want, at least while you can still get them before that presidential band goes into effect, which, by the way, just seems like a way to distract people from bigger, you know, things that they should maybe be addressing inside of the political spectrum. All right, and uh, so I don't want to go too much into that because I think that we're going to do a podcast on that subject later, probably with Dave Parrott of 5150 Vape. So we'll cover all of those things at a, at a later date. All right, other sponsors include the Schnitzel Bomber, rated five out of five on Facebook, open Thursday through Saturday from 11.30 to 8 p.m. They also carry the world-famous special the Buffalo Bill. If you don't know what the Buffalo Bill is, it is a sandwich that was named after me, and it's awesome. I say it's awesome because it's named after me. If you think it tastes like shit, well, then it's probably named after another bill. Perhaps it's named after the Buffalo Bills, because why wouldn't you blame the Buffalo Bills for everything? But maybe not the Sabres. They've been pretty successful through history, I think. I don't know enough about hockey to really kind of dive into the the history of the Sabres and the Stanley Cup. All right, so anyway, uh, for more information, please look uh, the Schnitzel Bomber up on Facebook and Instagram. Please follow them, please like them, and see what they are all about. They have some really, really cool specials. So last week they had a Jaeger Schnitzel, which, by the way, is the best Jaeger Schnitzel that I've had in the United States in probably the last 20 years. Um, So if you want to give a Schnitzel a try, I recommend it. We'll have Vinny on at a later date, and we'll talk about what Schnitzels are and what makes them special. But until then, be sure to check them out. They are located on the corner of K Beach Road uh, and Poppy on the way to the Kenai Peninsula College or to Iron Asylum. If you're leaving Iron Asylum and you're like, hey, I just had a great workout, what should I get to, um, to load up on some proteins? Stop by the Schnitzel Bomber. They can make something special for you. And lastly, Red Run Cannabis Company, located in Kenai, Alaska. They are the makers of fine whole flower cannabis oils, as well as the top 
selling edible in the state of Alaska hash shade. If you are over the age of 21 and consume cannabis, make sure to take your sweet ass down to Red Run Cannabis Company or to your closest dispensary, your favorite dispensary, and get your hands on some. If they don't have it, demand it. Put your foot down, put your fist down, and say, I want some damn hash aid. It's supposed to be really good, and I want to try it because I like trying delicious things. And they'll get it for you. That's what they do. All right, folks, at the end of the show, I will provide you with that super duper sweet cannabis warning. Until then, here's the super duper sweet ass music and our sit down with Brandon Miller of Iron Asylum. Just kidding, you don't get Brandon yet. Coming up on Friday the 27th, there is a stand-up comedy fundraiser brought to you by Power Plant Productions, headlined by Fred Kosky, Matt Plant, John LaPlante, and the always funny, always entertaining Nikki Stein. All right, it's kicking off at 7 p.m., going on till about 9 p.m., and again, that is at the Catch Restaurant and Bar, located at 44715 on the Sterling Highway. This is to raise money for Special Olympics here on the Central Penn. So if you are interested, you can get your tickets now at the Catch, or you can uh, check out the Facebook page. Uh, if you're interested in that, then be sure to check it out. Now we get to the interview portion. Did I, mess, did I mess things up by moving this deal over here? I don't think so. Bring it, bring it over here where it's closer to me since I got that old dick in the mouth angle. Uh, middle school. The best four years of my life. Mm. Learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, true story. True story. Speaking of middle, uh, middle school, have you seen the Nick Kroll show on... Netflix. Uh, it is an animated show uh, written by Nick Kroll and a bunch of other comedians. Oh, it Big is a, Mouth? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a great show. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's, it, it makes me rethink my childhood uh, yeah. quite a bit. You, you go to this place and like, man, puberty is a fucked up place. Yeah. I was his friend that didn't get the pubes until way later in life. That was me. Oh, wow. Fuck, man. I, I tried all the stupid shit, too. Like... Like you shave to try and get it? Yeah, yeah. Like you'd like shave. I mean, who started that bullshit? I don't know. I like tried shaving it. yourself raw with a razor to try. And so you came to school the next day and everybody knew what the fuck you did. But it was almost like a badge of, oh, yeah, bro. But like most guys did it like their goatee. They could get the top of their mustache and then a little bit of pubes on the chin, but nothing in the middle. So they like shave the sides. And, I'm making the hair grow in, bro. I was like doing it to my armpits and my pube patch and my ball sack trying to get that shit to grow in. So at least it was coverable. But yeah, no pubes, no pubes. I didn't have to shave until almost three months into basic training was when I finally had to start shaving. Just and maybe it was from the having to shave every day because you still had to shave every day. But yeah, no need to shave. Twenty-four fucking years old too. It's not like I joined the army when I was eighteen. I joined the army at twenty-four. So I used to shave to try and get a happy trail because I thought like it was oh, yeah. just gonna be cool to have like a patch of hair yeah. on my stomach. So I think that part of that, there might be a little bit of truth to it because I've got like a weird body of hair on my stomach yeah. that uh, it seems to be like um, the outline of where the razor used to go. Like when I would try, it's it's weird. It, yeah, it is. It is weird, but it's like. Yeah. It's it's not like 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 what you think of as like chest hair or stomach hair. It's just like it's like the hair on my head. It's kind of soft and yeah. Huh. I don't have manly body hair. It's very very kind of feminine. Like it's it, I don't like 
I don't condition my body hair, but it's very soft. I've gone into like fucking full on Sasquatch mode now. I have to have my wife shave my back once a month. Well, that's that's part. I think getting older. <clears throat> I think um, it's from steroids. But. It might be that. Uh, yeah. it, it could be that. It could be uh, any number of things. But it's good. Bless her heart that she's willing to shave your back. Does she, she use clippers or does she use uh, like a, a buzzer? Oh man, we've tried the we've tried the wax twice now. Her best friend Tiffany and her went at it, and I was thinking, oh yeah, cool man, one shot, one kill, just. Cover me, slather me up with this wax shit and rip it all off in one go. It'll hurt for a second. It's not the way it works, brother. It's like three inches long by an inch wide strips. And I got some real estate on this back. You know, I'm, I'm 52 inches around the chest. So there's, there's some back back there that yeah. you got to cover in. And like spots right underneath the armpit on the lat there. Who fuck me, that hurt. And then down by the ass crack, that really hurt. And then another time she tried to actually get the hair out of my ass crack. This isn't, this isn't my first rodeo with the wax. The first time I was down on my face and I'm not a very mobile creature. I can't reach back and grab my, my ass very well, but I had to so that she could slather the inner inside of my ass crack with the, with the wax. And she, and I thought, you know, give it more growth, then that's going to give it more to grab onto. Apparently that's wrong. Apparently when you, when you leave more hair back there, it doesn't grab as well. Who knew? That's what I'm told. But anyway, she slathered me full of the, the stuff right between my ass cheeks, put the pad on there, went to rip the pad off. Nothing came. So for a half hour, I was laying face down in my bed in like the most precarious of positions with my face buried in the, in the mattress while she had to sit there with pliers and rip out one hair at a time because if I let go of my ass cheeks... It would just be sealed up tight with wax, and then who knows? Maybe and you never, never able to poop again. Never get full use of your asshole. Yeah, so that was a that was a bad fucking day. I had a girlfriend uh, so wax mad. my butthole once. Yeah, yeah, it worked out okay. I I remember farting. She said your butthole winked at me. Oh, which I feel like I've never I've never seen a butthole when it farts, and I feel like that like I could watch that on 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 Pornhub, uh-huh. um, and I probably should because I've, I I. Almost 40 years old. I've never seen a butthole when it farts. Nobody sent you one of those videos? No. Oh, man. It's like a really big thing in the Mexican uh, porn culture, I guess. I'm constantly getting sent that from my, my disturbed friends, my military people. You know, they're really good about sending that shit in. But yeah, I mean, uh, constantly, like, girls will fart in another girl's mouth, and then that girl has to then blow it into the third girl's mouth. And But yeah, they got, like, this one chick that just can fart on demand. I mean, just some hellacious... <laughs> Goddamn refried bean farts, I guess, because they're just throwing down, just, throwing down. But just shotgunning them, like, mm, yeah, like a joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just shotgunning fucking ass, ass blast. Ass air right back into the next one's mouth and taking it. I mean, they all they all work with it like it's, I mean, yeah. But here's, like, if this is coming from Mexico, then this is mm-hmm. like, then I would imagine that they're probably eating, like, Mexican food. I would hope. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they're not, like, fucking up and, like, trying to go for, like, a traditional Irish breakfast or something. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope they're really, really getting down. But that being said, I mean, generations upon generations of, like, that into your gastrointestinal system probably unloads some giant farts. Yeah. Or maybe it's like when I eat Mexican food and I got to go blow some stuff up afterwards, maybe they just, you know, have some pizza. Yeah, and it throws them for a loop. Maybe they're good because I can eat a burger or a steak, and I'm pretty good. Throw me down with some Mexican food. Now I'm ready to tear shit up. Give them some some pudding, an and uh, and all of a sudden it's like yeah, Montezuma's that's revenge. it. Yeah, maybe a smoothie. Something oh like gosh, that. something that white people like. <laughs> something with kale. Oh, shut up. No, it's not my dog.
Yeah. So, uh, so today we haven't even introduced you. You've been on. We we haven't told you who. So if you do not know who I'm talking to right now, it is the one, the only, Brandon Miller, owner operator of Iron Asylum, uh, the place where your chick goes to do squats to try and make her butt look bigger mm. and better. Which, by the way, your chick's butt is looking way bigger and better. Shout out to Iron Asylum for making chicks' butts bigger and better. And dude butts bigger and better. If that's what you're trying to do, man, you want a bigger and better butt, Iron Asylum is a place for you to go to do them squats to get your butt looking good for next summer. You're welcome, Kenai Peninsula. That's all me, bro. That's all me. <laughs> um, so you're expanding. You're, you're growing. You're getting bigger. It, it, and on a regular basis. And not... Yeah. And not just like your ass, but like no. in a very real way, like you're, you're consistently, things are going well for you. It's doing, it's doing good, man. You know, like an asshole at this point would just say, fuck it. Place is making good money. Let them, let them go ahead and just sit here. I'm not seeing anything going right there. Am I, am I making noise? This is me. That's you. Okay. That's. So the top part, that's me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. I'm not even paying attention. Oh, good. Don't worry about that. This yeah. is me. So the, uh, so the, the, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're at a really good point, but I think that we're at this good point because my members are so amazing that they are sticking with me and they're saying, okay, we believe because you have done what you've said you were going to do, you've said you were going to come through with these things and you've come through, you've delivered, we're going to stick with you. I have the best members. I have the best atmosphere. I don't have the best gym in Alaska yet, but that's what we're going for. We're going for that. And so this next step, expanding out that additional 5,000 square feet, doubling our footprint, getting in this $75,000 worth of equipment coming in from Arsenal Strength, you know, I think that's going to put us, put us up there at something that's pretty impressive for what we want. Best, best gym for what we want to be. You know, you still, you still need different types of gyms. You need those Anytime Fitnesses. You need those, those Planet Fitnesses. You need other gyms that are not going to be as just grimy and say the fucked up shit that I say and tell people the things that I tell them. You know, it's, uh, we, we, do, we do things a little bit different, but it's cool that there's as many people on the peninsula that like the different. They like that the place isn't exactly the, the most cleanest environment. It's not the most proper environment, not the most professional environment. People like that it's just a place they can come in and feel included and that they can feel like it's, it's a place that they belong and I, I, I dig that that's actually working out the way it is. Well, I think a big part of that is that it's a, it's a privately owned gym. Mm-hmm. You can do what you want to do. Yeah. And if you're sort of a corporate franchise gym, like an Anytime yeah. or a Planet Fitness, whatever it is, you still kind of have to abide by those corporate rules. Like if you're at a radio station and you're owned by yep. like iHeartRadio, which I think used to be Clear Channel. Yep. Um, you are, um, you, you are you're married to whatever their rules and regulations are is you know, as far as what music you can play and what signs and posters you can put up. You've got General Mattis saying, don't fuck with me mm. on a big banner uh, above your uh, above yeah. some of your bells. Like, Couldn't put that in Planet Fitness. Couldn't do it. I mean, you could, but it'd be taken down real quick. Pretty quick. You'd probably lose your lose your franchise pretty damn quick. Yeah. I think, you know, or if you showed up in your don't fuck with me t-shirt, uh, you might be asked to leave. Ooh. Ooh. You can't even bring in a gym bag, for God's sakes. Let alone wear a shirt with some terrible, god-awful nonsense like that. And who knows who you could offend with that. All kinds well, of offensive. However, uh, at, at 3 o'clock in the morning, you can go to Iron Asylum and crank up, like, run the jewels. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can. And it's encouraged. Last night, I was in there pretty late, and 
it was a, a lot of 50 cent going on last night. And, and the kids looked at me that were playing it and they looked at me with a, oh man, is he going to tell us to change it? And I gave him a thumbs up and then you saw the smiles come across their face that, oh, look at that. He, he appreciates us. Yeah, That's what you got to do. You got to appreciate people. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, what made you what, want to open up a gym in the first place? I just wanted my own place where nobody could change it on me again. When Fitness Place changed hands, it's now gone back to the, the person who's done the best with it, in my opinion. And I'm sure he is. I haven't been back in there because the, day that, the day that he took it back over was the day that I, I had opened my own place. So I've been still really, really respect the hell out of the guy. Scott Jackson is an amazing man. And I learned a lot from being in his gym as far as how to take care of people and how to do things right. I just I haven't had a chance to be back over there and see if it's changed. But when it changed over from fitness place to the whatever the hell it became there for a little bit, um, yeah. River City Wellness. River City Wellness Center. That was it. Yeah, man, that was a tough. That was a tough pill to swallow there. That was a tough, tough deal for me. That was I did not feel welcome. I did not feel appreciated. And yeah, it was just not a. It's not a good environment for a little bit there, but I know a lot of people that are back in there now and say that it's back to the way it was before, which is what we, we all loved. And honestly, if I would have known he was taking it back over, I probably would have never opened up the doors to my place. But in the long run, I think it's a good thing that, you know, we are able to cater to the people who think a little bit more our way. And that's, and that's a good thing. Well, I think it's, it's, it's also giving people an option, right? And it's, uh, it also means that, that, River City, or I'm sorry, uh, the fitness place is in packed with people who might be better suited at a different place. Or, yeah. and, and the same thing with Iron Asylum. Uh, it, it, if Zumba people, people would never feel comfortable where we're at. You know, they, they would never feel comfortable there. And it, it takes us out of their spot. You know, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, it's, you're never going to be able to get people to live in one harmonious way. And I, I remember that about the fitness place. Even when it was good, there was little skirmishes all the time between people, you know, and we don't seem to have that at our place. We've got kind of all like-minded people. And I would bet that me taking those like-minded people out of those places has probably helped them not have as many problems. And that's a, I think that's a good thing for everybody. Because well, absolutely. It's a, there's, there's plenty of people around. So everybody's still making money, I think. Well, I, I think that, um, I mean, you always need a place that like caters to your vice. Like if you're, and let's say, let's say fitness is a vice, right? It's something mm-hmm. that you do on a regular basis. It is a habit. It is something that is occupying your time, whether, whether or not it's positive or negative. Um, uh, so that, that gym, um, that gym that you go to is becomes like your bar and you have to be comfortable at your bar or your restaurant or that place that it is that you like to go. The person, uh, at, um, the person, you know, at the, at the door at the gym, the first person that greets you, um, that that's like your bartender. That's like your bartender asking you how you're doing, you know, you're going in to do your thing. Um, but what I like about Iron Asylum is that you have to do that for yourself, right? Because there's not like a person at the gym. Like you have to establish why you're there when you walk in the door, because there's not, there's not anyone there that's going to say, Hey, how are you doing? Uh, there's no one that works for the company that's, that's there to greet you. You, you have to, you know, it has to be you. It has to be the decision that you are making, um, to, to put your one foot in front of the other to, to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish in there. So I think it's important that you have the, the Schwarzenegger quote on, uh, on the front of the door. Uh, what is it? Um, 
I'll be back. No, it's the other one. No. Um, it's not a tumor? It's not that one either. It's something about getting to the chopper, I think. I, it's probably the one. It's that one, yeah. yeah. That's the one that motivates Tom me. Tom Arnold makes me funny. Yeah. 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 True story. Worms he did do good in that, in that movie. That was, Tom a, great was a great film. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really liked True Lies. It didn't really get the, the recognition that I thought that it deserved. I thought it was a wonderful movie. I think everyone in that movie was great. Tom Arnold was great. Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie got Lee some rock in the ass shape. So I spread some seed movie. to that scene as a as a young man. Holy smokes! These were back before the internet days. You made you made do with what you had, and uh, her dancing her sexy cougar ass off. I mean, whew. true whew. story. True yeah. story. Yeah. I um I felt if you have not seen the film True Lies, it is a it's a great documentary. Clearly, about uh, some some undercover CIA agents. Mm-hmm. And uh, and their wives. And I think Natalie Portman's in it. Who's the daughter? Huh? She was. Yeah. No. 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 She was. It was somebody important, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Somebody. Was Alyssa Milano. No. She. Oh, was, she was in she, Commando. Yeah, she's in Commando. Yeah. By the way, have you seen Commando the musical? No. Okay. There's such a thing. There is such a thing. Before we get off True Lies, though, because we're going to run with this one. So when I went through my first divorce and I went back to my house for the first time after I let her move all her shit out, okay. I, I go upstairs to take a shit. And as I get done shitting, I do the next thing, which is wipe your ass with some toilet paper. And I look over at the toilet paper roll and there is no toilet paper. She took the toilet paper and it reminded me of the, and the, I just started laughing because I started thinking about the Tom Arnold quote about when his wife left him in that movie. And he goes, she took the ice trays. What kind of a sick bitch takes the ice trays? And I thought the same thing about the toilet paper. Like, fucking really? The quarter roll of toilet paper? You couldn't have left the, the quarter roll of toilet paper? I mean, I have to still live here, and so I had to use a sock. Sorry. End of story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking our next wife's great. Yep. They're wunderbar. They definitely teach you some shit. Absolutely. You learn a lot about yourself through, uh, um, through a divorce. Like don't you- settle. God damn, don't settle. And how many people go right back into another one? That's what's crazy as fuck to me. Like, I put a, I put a gap between wives. I was 25. I was 30 before, before we settled down again, before I took another relationship seriously. I don't understand the whole fucking haven't even let the ink dry on the divorce papers. And some before there's even papers signed. And we're already head over heels in love the next day. I, I don't get that. It, it, it's part of being lonely, right? Some people can deal with the loneliness. Some people can't deal with the loneliness. And if you've had someone there for you, whether, or, you know, for like the last two or three years, whether or not they've been like a negative force in your life, you, you still like the feeling of someone being there. Fucking get a dog. If you're going through a divorce and you're lonely, get a fucking dog. Yeah. Take it for a walk. Do fucking owning dog shit. Go to uh, go to the dog park, make some friends with dogs, and do dog ownership. Don't get stuck in another relationship where you run the risk of knocking up some some chick or getting knocked up by some dude that you don't actually like just because you you're afraid to be lonely for a couple of months. I joined the army. That's what I did. That was like the divorce happened in the army, and so it was just. It was like the perfect environment for a divorce. Oh, yeah. It's so awesome. Like, you just, you now have to hang out with your friends every day and just get piss fucking drunk and then go do man stuff all day long. Yeah. That's it. That was my life. And then, oh, 
you're getting bored here. We'll send you on a deployment and then you go do more man shit and then come back and get drunk some more. That was it. That was it. It was like, I had probably the easiest divorce ever because I owned nothing. I had no money. We had no kids together. It was just fuck off. And then I just had a bunch of people waiting for me when I, when she left with a bunch of booze and that was how my day went. Welcome back. Yeah. Like, Hey, you're free. Come, come. Come join us. It was like a welcome home getting out of prison party waiting for me. It was amazing. That's so if you're getting the divorce, join the army. Do something. If I can join a club. Yeah. Maybe not a bowling club, especially not on the Kena. A little hard to do. You don't get together very often. No. How is the food at the bowling alley here? We have a bowling alley. There was. We had one. How was the food? I've honestly I've never even been to the Kenai one. I remember the last bowling alley I ever went to here was the one when Sal still had a bowling alley. So, so Sal's had a bowling alley? Yeah, it's still back in there. Okay. I think it's back in there. They might have had to rip it out to make redemption. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I know that uh, there was a bowling lane over at uh, Hooligans, when Hooligans was a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it broke. Yeah. And then they just kind of kept it. I spent, like, some ridiculous amount of money on one bowling lane. Um, and I've never, ever once been to a bar and thought, really want to go bowling. Yeah. While I'm here at the bar. Um, you're, all, you're normally at a bowling alley that has a bar. I mean, the only reason you're, you're bowling is because you're drinking. But no one starts drinking and then says, let's go bowling. No. Especially if there's only one lane. That's a, doesn't seem like the best business model. Nah, but you got to try new... I, and I'll give it to them. You know, like you got to try new stuff because otherwise no one else is going to. Otherwise, you're just kind of stuck with what you got. If you... If, if people around you aren't trying to do new things, then you're stuck with what you get. And so at least if people around you are trying new shit, then you're, you're, you're getting yourself options out of it. I mean, if you, didn't, uh, if you hadn't taken the opportunity to, to open up Iron Sun, then um, people would be uh, cramped at uh, one or two other places that they don't want to be at, uh, hanging out with people they don't necessarily want to see. When I go to the gym... Uh, generally speaking, I like everyone I, I, I interact with. Otherwise, I just don't interact with them. Um, but if I was stuck in a place I didn't want to be with people that I didn't want to see, then that's something, you know, that's fucking really uncomfortable. So People do stuff to make money, though. They do stuff that they're not necessarily passionate about because they think there's money to be made there. And the, the theory behind a bar seems pretty simple. You have to just have booze. And a place for people to get plastered, and but that's not that's not it. I would not be a good bar owner. I don't have the passion to get shit house drunk anymore. I don't have the passion to be in a crowded, loud area with a bunch of inebriated, intoxicated people. So for me, it's not a it's not where my passion would be at. And with the gym, it's where my passion is. Because of that, the place continues to progress. I think that's where a lot of people just. And so instead of realizing that they're the problem that they need to focus on either getting out of the business altogether if their passion isn't there or figuring out why, where their passion died at, you know, it's, it's fucking simple when you look at what the places that are successful around here have done. The Duck with St. Elias, with Kenai River Brewing, there's passion in there. It's just like the gym, the passion. You feel the passion when you walk in the door of those three places. You feel that it's under control it's it's a place that where it's clean and it's a friendly safe environment for people where they can come in and be treated with respect 
and be happy and you can taste the passion in what they do. The food is good in all three of those places. The beer is good in all three of those places. The environment is good. And that's all you have to do. They're not installing fucking bowling lanes. They're not having disco night. They're not having blacklight night. Sure as shit, none of them have brought in fucking Hobo Jim. Fuck, I hate Hobo Jim. That dude is... Let's get on some Hobo Jim rant right now. I'm not one to talk bad. I have never come on your podcast and once talked bad about anyone. I got some problems with Hobo Jim. I don't like that guy. Okay, so... So... So, I, I, let, let me tell you why... Like, I can tell you why they haven't had Hobo Jim at, at those breweries, and that's because they're breweries, and it, it has to do with the rules and laws. They're not allowed to have entertainment, which sucks. Is that, is that part of the prohibition that's, stuff? So that's, well, that's part of, um, part of the rules um, distinguishing, like, bars uh, from breweries because... And it gets really... It gets into politics, and it's kind of fucked up. There is um, a, a legislator from Kodiak who is also a bar owner. And so she uh, she influenced she she pushes legislation that is beneficial uh, to the the bar industry uh, to that industry because the breweries and the distilleries take business away from her. Um, so that's part of the reason that you can't have entertainment. I would fucking love to put comedians in the brewery. That could be so much fun. Um, you could have a great time. You could get people out of the house, and it could be really really wonderful entertainment. Because they've already got they've got really good rules uh, set up already for the breweries um, regarding like how much they can serve you. There's they can't overserve you. Um, they, they're very I think it's like thirty six ounces of beer they can sell you in in one sitting. Um, so, so keep the heckling down on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the the thing is is like uh, because of the the rules that they have uh, in place, they can't they they kind of can't compete. They're not allowed to compete with bars. Which, um, which sucks. It sucks for entertainers. Um, it sucks for, uh, for the consumer. It sucks for the customer. I would love to be able to, like, I don't drink, but I, I love the, uh, the root beer at uh, the brewery or, and at St. Elias. They both make really, really good root beer. The other thing, and, and going back to the passion, um, like, I get the feeling when I go to those places that if those dudes hadn't uh, been making beer commercially, they would still be making beer for themselves, right? Um, you know, like, they, they started doing it commercially because they really liked doing it as a hobby, and it was good enough as a hobby that their, their friends wanted to buy it commercially. And they've got niches. I mean, like, the Kenai River Brewery, only, sell, only make, uh, making their stuff only available in cans, which is great uh, for, for a billion different reasons, including, I'm sure, keeping their costs low. Um, but um, the, the way that the rules are set up, yeah, that's why you, that's one of the many reasons you've never seen Hobo Jim at the Kenai River Brewery uh, on I'm Spam good at these rules in, you know, as much as I would like to uh, see the other stuff you speak of, if it keeps Hobo Jim away, I'm good with that. So we haven't spoken on this one in a Are you keeping up with any of this stuff involving... Um, uh, what's going on with, I believe it's Yes, Alaska. Alaska. You don't want to talk about Hobo Jim. I, I, it's, I, you want to dive into your, your passionate hatred of Hobo Jim? Dive into it. Go oh, go into you're, it. You're, I've Dig. never had you steer me off, of, off topic. No. Before, I, you are not feeling this. I, I can see you trying to direct the conversation away from this guy. I mean, it's a pretty simple thing. I, I just think that he's not a real, 
I don't feel the Alaskan in there, and I don't understand why Alaskans embrace him the way they do. I don't. He does not do anything for me. I have been drugged to him more times than I can count throughout my life by different people, and every time it's just a damn. It's like him yodeling and singing stupid ass songs and drinking duck farts, and he brags that he's done over ten thousand songs. And to me, I'm just like, dude, it's shit. It's not good music. It's garbage ass music. Why would I want to listen to it? You sang 10,000 songs, you know, I, mean, I could have sang 10,000 songs. Doesn't mean they were any good. You don't have any goddamn number one hits. You know, fucking Takashi 69 has accomplished more than you have, brother. And he's 23 and ratting everybody out in jail right now. So, yeah, the crazy thing about Takashi 69 ratting people out in jail is that he's ratting out people that we already knew were criminals. Like Cardi B has uh, has at least one song about being a blood. Um, Jim Jones has many songs about being a member of the Bloods. Um, it's not like he's like he's uh, putting out any any inform anything we didn't know before. Like if he if he popped out and said, you know who else is a, a blood? Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil is being supported by the Train on Bloods, and uh, they are really responsible for what he's doing. It's not Oprah. Oprah didn't give Doctor Phil a show. It was uh, it was Treyway. That would be a showstopper. That would be a showstopper. But you're telling me that these gangster rappers um, have legitimate ties to gangsters? Goodness sakes. Who'd have thunk? I wouldn't think that they maybe, like him, got weren't part of this damn gang than to get more street cred towards their music. God, I mean, he got brought into that gang because of the music. That's why he got brought in. He wasn't beforehand. He wasn't hard beforehand. He's a douchebag with tattoos on his face. and I'm trying to understand how he's still got the same colored hair, even though he's in prison. How's he pulling that shit off? I don't think that the pictures that you're seeing of him in court are recent pictures. Although, I have seen some of the sketches. And if you, see, if you have not seen the court sketches of Takashi 69, um, if, if, only, if only they were an accurate depiction of what he looks like. Um, because the court sketch is looking, if you're at home right now, get onto the YouTube or get on, don't get on the YouTubes. All right. Don't you're probably driving or taking a shit. Stay, continue listening to this. Just go to the, go to the DuckDuckGo. avoid Google cause they're, they're tracking you. Um, but you check out DuckDuckGo and then check out the, the court illustrations of Takashi 69, but going back to hobo Jim, um, I'm pretty sure that dude has a house now. Like, he hasn't been a hobo in a very, very long time. And it, it's kind of like Snoop, who's been rich since the 90s, uh, still talking about gangbanging shit. Like, you, you've been rich for a lot longer than you were poor. Um, so can we, can we kill, like, the gangster shit? Can we, like, talk about what you've learned over the course of your life? Um, and, and, and old James, hobo James, homed James should be... James Holmes should be with his a free name. truck. He, I mean, I think his, I think his little, because he used to be Stanley Ford was hooking him up with a new, a new pickup all the time. He was, he was living a pretty high life there for a while. I mean, unless he's living in that that truck, then maybe it works. And he was living it pretty good. And like, aside from all that stuff, I had breakfast with the guy. I doubt he even remembers me. But I had just gotten back from getting out of the army. I'd just gotten home from Iraq. Came up here. Went to breakfast with him and a group of people. Because we go, oh, we're, we're going to breakfast with Hobo. We got to go to breakfast with Hobo. White people love breakfast with Hobo. That is like the best time that they could have. Do you think they get excited to talk to an actual homeless guy breakfast with an actual no. homeless guy? No. 
And, and he got his and, and the son of a bitch didn't even go for his wallet when the food came or when the when the ticket came. That bugged me too. But and I went for mine. Kid, no job, fresh out of the army. I mean, I had a job, but you know, making not good money. And I'm ready to help pitch in and pay for this whole thing. That dude never even made a flinch for the wallet. Just saying, he's used to this life of everything being just dumped in his dumped in his lap. And it's like, man, you you haven't done shit. But where he where he really rubbed me the wrong way is one of the guys mentioned that I was a returning veteran, and he's like, oh, you were over there? I was over there too. I'm like, oh, you served? He's like, no, I went over there on the USO tour. And then pulled out his challenge coin that some general, four-star general, had given him for going over there and doing this stupid-ass thing or a general had given him. And to me, I was just like, like, I don't know. If anybody listening doesn't know what a challenge coin is, it's these stupid things that you're supposed to buy somebody a drink if their challenge coin has a higher rank than the challenge coin you have. I don't honestly know anybody but nerds that really did that thing. I never, we never did it to each other. But like people that really were in the military and really took the military super, super serious to like a really douchey kind of level. People that like sit at home in their grunt style shirt and masturbate to pictures of chicks with guns. Those guys, they're the guy that's going to haul around the, uh, the challenge coin and slap it down on front of you at the bar and say, ha ha, four-star general, Trump's your fucking full bird colonel, bro, you're buying drinks, ha ha. Fuck that guy. Don't like that guy. Hobo Jim was kind of being that guy on top of all the other parts about him that I wasn't a big fan of. So, put it out there. Well, Brandon from Iron Asylum does not want Hobo Jim to join the Iron Asylum. So, here's a question then. What if hypothetically, right, like there's a, a charity event, right? to raise money for something or other, right? These something or others need some money, and it's something that you feel strongly about. Uh, and Hobo Jim's like, I'm willing to donate my time uh, for this charity. Would you, would you take his time? Man, I don't want his money. No. I don't want his money. I went to a show once, and it... it I'm, not saying I couldn't, I'm not saying that I couldn't be... I, I definitely can't be bought, but I can be... You know, I can I can always change my mind. I just changed my mind about somebody here this this uh, week. So um, that I've had some pretty strong feelings about for quite a while. So, I'm but Hobo would owe you like a personal apology. That's not even a personal apology. I'd have to see or hear something magical that he did that made the world a better place, and I just haven't seen that. This guy that I had some pretty strong feelings about that I have not cared for for the last three years. I found out that he helped. One of my buddy's sons stay away from making a bad decision as a kid in high school. And so, I mean, really put a lot of extra time into, and I, I never thought this guy was that kind of guy. I, I didn't think that he would be somebody that would pay that kind of attention to a guy and, and really put his extra time in when he had his own family and everything to worry about. But he saw an angle that he could end up helping this kid, and it kept that kid from, from killing himself. And to me, that's... That's enough to completely rethink my thoughts that I had towards this guy. But I found out something like that, that Hobo, did, you know, took a bunch of that money that he made somewhere along the line and donated it to help kids with cancer or something. You know, totally changed my opinion. Just haven't heard anything like that. Haven't seen anything like that. My interactions with him have been trash and I hate his music. Okay. Uh, have you ever been to one of his shows? I've been to a lot of his shows, like five or six of his shows. I went to one. Drug to all of them. It's like 
Fucking the goddamn Lord of the Ring movies. I tell people every time, I don't want to see this shit. It's not for me. I don't like it. It's not what I need to have in my life. No, no, no. He's so he's so funny. You got to see it. You probably just saw him on an off night. Get drug in there again. There's not enough alcohol to make me actually like the son of a bitch. It's just not for me. I cannot stand his music. I fucking hate yodeling. I hate the fucking sound of his voice. I hate his stupid fucking stories. I hate... I, I just don't like the guy's show. I don't care for it. It's fucking like, goddamn, some people like that fucking fat chick, Amy Schumer. I don't like her. I don't find her funny. Never did. I, I think it's a hustle, though, right? Like, and, and, and what I mean by that is um, it's something that he started doing uh, in the 70s to make a little bit of money, and the population exploded, and we had a lot of tourists come in. And so, so I think that's a big part of it. I don't think that um, people are like, nobody was lining up at Sam Goody on New Music Day to, uh, to get some Hobo Jim, ever. Um, you know, I'm sure that uh, he's not selling a lot of, a lot of music to people that, um, that live here. Uh, the people that are going to see Alaska Jim shows, they're like German tourists. And that's just kind of... Wherever he is, he is there to appeal to the tourists there, and the people who have seen him 50 times have known him. It's those guys that, that show up that are up here, and it's a reason to go drink, and they feel like they're in the environment of Alaska. It's the, a bunch of dudes by themselves, or it's a bunch of middle-aged white people like our parents' age that are like, oh, let's go see Hobo. Let's go see. I'd just be delightful. Don't you think so? Don't you think so, Pam? I think, I think that'd be fantastic. Thank you for suggesting that. Christopher, that sounds like a great idea. Well, let's just go do it. You know, let's maybe get naughty and you can, you can get a margarita and I think I'll, I'll have me a cold beer. You know, just, a, just a nice little sit down for those, those old people that haven't done shit in the last 30 years. So, so they get to go see that. So what do you think uh, Pam and Christopher are getting for dinner when they're going to see Oh, them? without I, a doubt, she's getting the, uh, the chicken tacos and he's, oh, yeah. he's going to get a little crazy. And get that quesadilla, and he's gonna say it like that. He's gonna he's gonna tell that waitress, "Give me that chicken quesadilla, there, honey," and she he's gonna laugh because he said quesadilla instead of quesadilla, or he might be the white guy that tries to say quesadilla with the extra Spanish accent. You never know with Christopher. You never know. You never know with Christopher. He, those guys. Those guys, they will do some shit. All Topher, he'll throw you for a loop. Yeah. Might order a roast beef sandwich. He, 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 could, he could do that, but more than likely he's going to try to go either with the authentic enunci- enunciation of it or he's going to go with the, uh, the try to be funny and say it extra white. You never know. Never know. That guy. That <laughs> rascal. That fucking <laughs> rascal. Uh, what about Pam? Pam, um, uh, what's she getting in besides margarita? Ooh, Diet Coke. She's a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. That's her. Yeah, she's trying to watch that weight. You know, cortisol levels are coming up a little bit. She's not the, she's not, she's not, doesn't have that figure she had when she's 25 anymore. She knows it. She's trying to, she's trying to cut the corners where she can. She's doing the best. She's been taking those walking classes around the mall. Goes, goes there with a couple of her other friends. They, uh, they meet up on Wednesdays. Kids are out of the house. They don't have a whole lot going on. So they just, they meet up Wednesdays afternoons. They go, they get a, they get a couple drinks at the, uh, over there at Kaladi's. And then they walk on over. They just walk, walk in circles through. They get that power pacing going down. They talk about stuff, you know, Christopher and how he enunciated quesadilla at the restaurant the other night. How Todd, Todd's been up to no good out there in his shop, out there, doesn't know what he's building, probably a spaceship. Who knows? Who knows? 
Little little does she know that Todd is working on um, burying hookers. Burying hookers. Yeah. He's burying hookers because that's. I was going to say Stargate, but but burying hookers is probably. Oh, let's be more practical. She's trying to hype him up. She's thinking he's the next Elon Musk. No, Todd's the next John Wayne Gacy. That's what's going on. And, and when he goes away, Todd, I never would have thought, never, never, never would have thought Todd. He was a good husband. He was a good husband. He's a good guy. He's just. Did you, did you said, see this It's coming? the pornography. It's the pornography. Well, there's, there's an argu- argument to be made, though, because, and let's, let's talk about this for a second. Um, there, there is really good, high-quality, free porn that is accessible 24 hours a day. There is. Um, and... It, you used to have to like work for it. If you wanted to see some boobs, you dug through a dumpster like a man, like I did. True story. You went to the back of Seven Eleven the day after the first of the month because that's when they tossed out the old penthouses and Playboys. You climbed in there, you pulled open the bags, you wiped off the nacho cheese and the coke. You let that shit dry out overnight, and then you had your you, you put it in a binder. You you built yourself your own little scrapbook full of porn. That's how you did it. You sat there and you had a collective group meeting with your friends who helped you pull the shit out of the dumpster and you said which side of the page do we want we only get one we don't get both boys we only get one which side's better and we voted and majority won and that's the side that went into the binder you know that's how men did it back is when i was 13 before the internet before free free porn hub at your fingertips first or before you know? before vixen.com was available in 12 minute clips yeah i mean think about it when was the last time you jerked off to the same porn that you've seen before you don't have to do that anymore Never. I mean, we went to the point of like i mean you know how much semen could you wipe off of a penthouse before before it was ruined i mean well okay or your mom fucking confiscated or if you if you were able to get a porn video, it was probably made in the early '80s. Uh, everyone looked like they didn't want to be there, like they shouldn't have been there. Um, the girl on girl stuff was fucking gross because it was it was two women that had to do that because that's where they were at in their lives. It wasn't like now where it's an actual occupation. It's something you can do for a, a few years. And now that's like the best part of their day. <laughs> yeah, before it was like, we have to just have sex with this guy and maybe give a blowjob, and the gross stuff is what we have to do with a woman. Now it's like, oh, fucking Christ, I'd just be happy to do all the things with a woman because the things that this man's going to make me do with him. Fuck, fuck. Poor, poor girl's never going to live life again. But there's, there's also like really, really easy access for anybody to like, to the really heavy shit. Like, and, and when I say heavy, I mean like the scat play, whatever it is, like the, the, the darkest recesses of what you can do with bodily fluids is pretty easy to get a hold of for anyone that with, with, with the internet. I'm not a shrink. I don't know if that's doing some damage to kids' brains or not. I would, I would assume so because... I mean, even as a man, like as an almost 40 year old man, like I know, I mean, I have to use my best judgment and, 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 you know, like I, well, I shouldn't be looking at porn right now because this is probably not a good time to be watching porn. However, that being said, it's so fucking easy to do. And if I'm, if I'm a 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old kid, where's shit that they've got to be getting done? No, no. you're going for it. You're I'm worried that it's going to make it where they can't be satisfied by a normal girl because a normal girl is not going to be like, yeah, let's do all that terrible shit you just saw on that movie. You know, there might be a few out there that are into it. Who knows? Maybe it's going to make both sides evolve. Maybe it's going to make, I'm not knowing if that's a good 
evolution there. But if the girls are into it too, because it's amazing how many girls now are into it too, watching the porn. So maybe that turns them on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if everybody's happy and everybody's enjoying it, then I guess it's a good thing. But it's a, yeah, if, if one side's not enjoying what's happening in there, now you've got yourself kind of a creepy situation. I don't think that it's going to increase the number of rapes or anything like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that was going to be a problem, but I could definitely see it being a problem as far as having a problem with guys just not getting anything out of the relationship that they're in, maybe having a problem with that, you know, seeing, thinking that their wife or their girlfriend is boring because she won't do the crazy shit that they see in these videos. She won't put a baseball bat in me, which, and, and I can't, I can't have that. I need to know. And that's where I'm blessed. My wife was like, you want the baseball bat in you? Fucking A. Do you slugger? Come here. Is it like a T-ball bat or? Oh no, no. We went, we went full fucking Mickey Mantle style. Get that big wooden bastard and just spit on it a little bit and let's go, baby. And that's why I know I got me a keeper. Old school romance. That's why I know I got me a keeper. No. Um. Shit. So when are you? So what? What's coming next for Iron Asylum? An additional five thousand square feet. About $75,000 into new machines where I just put in the wish list to the guy to get a price quote, a shipping quote, because we need that for the loan to get it in. It works out to about 23 new machines, brand spanking new machines. As far as a date on when all this is going to happen, we, we have control of the other side now. Signed a lease, so it is ours. And we've been just cleaning on it, painting it, getting everything prepared. Um, going to be getting the flooring here next, getting the posing room next, give our ladies and guys, whoever wants to use it, but mostly the ladies, a safe place to be up there where they can be in a, in a safe spot, be able to do their posing routines for their bikini shows. Cause that's something as much as I cuss and do all that stuff. Safety at the gym is a huge, huge deal to me and women feeling comfortable is a huge deal to me. So that's a, that's a big deal. And so the posing room is a must. That'll be going in here shortly, and uh, that's the next, the very next step. We already got a guy building it, putting the mirrors in, found the flooring, everything we're going to do. So that's, that's, that's number one. So is the posing room going to be at the expense of a sauna with a slide attachment? Yeah. Yeah, no slide attachment, no sauna. And they, uh, the guy took the truck back, so we don't get the truck. I know. It's a sad day for sauna. Enthusiasts everywhere. Yeah, man, I had a I had a guy willing to build a slide, and like an oil slide into the sauna. I was I was walking around, I was trying to sketch it out. We can still we don't need the truck. We can build a sauna. We can figure something. We out. We can figure something out with a slide. We can. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's the next step, man. Uh, what about a clothing store? That's gonna be in the front. Jelani's gonna be putting in her storefront on the other side, and that'll be where we put in the. All her clothing for the Love Day K, but then also all the gym clothing will be there. Still accessible 24-7. The door will be locked, but you can always walk through the gym if you're a member to get to the other side and get the stuff. Gotcha. Um, so the clothing, the, the, before we, we let you out of here, I do want to talk about the clothing because that's something that kind of like took off out of nowhere. Um, was that a surprise to you? I've kind of seen how stores, once they get a brand going, 
they do good. You know, they people want to represent the gym and get that. And if you can make a logo that people feel is cool and represents what they're going for, then it's it's gonna it's gonna go good. You can't make everybody happy, and you you it's a slippery slope too with the clothing. I mean, I'm that's all Jelani's thing, and I don't think that she makes a lot of money at it, if any money at it, because she's got so many different styles going. We're learning a lot with that, that you really need to focus on basically a very small number. It's kind of like a menu on a, on a restaurant. You gotta, you gotta be able to have just basically the standards. Cause the thing is you have to have so many sizes. So just because one person wants something, you can't just go in and order one of something. You have to order 12 of everything to get it ordered. So now you've got 11 of these things just sitting there, taking up room and getting dusty. doesn't work good. So we gotta, we gotta get a better grip on that. Cause right now I think that we haven't made a lot of money with that. Supplements are something I didn't expect to make the money with that it's made. So that's been really good. So then let's get into that real quick while we've got you. Uh, you carry Redcon one is is sort of the primary uh, sub, all you carry brand wise. Um, why did you go with that company? They reached out to me, or I reached out to them in the beginning. Just said I'd heard about their product. They came back and said, Yeah, we'd like you to be a distributor. And I said, you know, I've had my ass burned by other things in the past, other companies in the past, by them spiking numbers, not actually giving out what they said they gave out. They were really quick and happy to send me third-party research to prove that what they say is on the label is in, in the product because supplement companies don't have to meet FDA regulations. So because of that, they can pretty much put whatever the hell they want in there and you are shit out of luck. If you find out that it's not what's in there, there's nothing that can be, they can't really be held accountable for it. And so that's just the way that goes. Now you just got in the Green Beret, which is the uh, vegan protein. Have you tried it? Or what'd you think? It, I have not ever tried a vegan protein. I'm going off what everybody else has said, and they've all told me that everything they've ever tried is dog shit terrible. Everybody who's told me that other vegan proteins were dog shit terrible have said that this is actually a very good vegan protein. It wasn't something that was fantastic to drink. It's not something like the the MRE. I actually look forward to drinking that. Like it's almost like drinking a a milkshake. It's that good. I would not put this in the milkshake category, but I would put it at the what normal protein shakes would taste like. Like it's got a funky aftertaste. And but for people like one of my members, she's not allowed to have eggs anymore. She went and took an allergy test, and eggs is something that really messes her up. Egg whites really mess her up in her stomach. And so she can't have, that's MRE's first thing is egg whites is one of the first ingredients in it. So, Well, the MRE is a, is a meal replacement versus, say, isotope, which is the way I isolate. So, um, and she can't do, and she was also allergic to milk, so whey takes her out. So she couldn't do either one of those anymore. And then another customer, she's just doesn't like the way that animals are treated in the way that we harvest our meat in the in the states and so or in the world and i get that i can respect that you know it's probably not the most amazing conditions that these animals have to live in that they go through to get butchered and so if you don't like the way that that's done then i can respect that but it's not enough for me not to keep eating steak i just had a delicious piece of carne asada over there at a playa azul and i feel no guilt even if that cow went down hard i'm okay with it I'm okay with it. That cow fed a lot of a lot of people. Dude, I'm 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 living a happy life right now because of that cow. Happy life or happy wife, happy life. 
or something. It didn't work in this scenario at all. At all. But I you know. I mean, I like I like cow. Yeah. yeah. Well, not to pet them, to eat them, and if they die a miserable death, for me to be able to eat them, I'm I'm still gonna sleep at night. But anyway, some people they're good, they're better people than me. They're good people, and they they do care about their cow getting slaughtered, and so and pigs, and fish and chickens. So I get it, I get it. So I respect, I respect their decision not to eat it. And so if they want to eat some terrible tasting protein shit that uh, is made from peas instead of chickens, I don't know how the peas are butchered, but probably more humanely, they can have some green beret. So it's not horrible tasting. Apparently, animals, um, animals feel fear, right? Uh, animals feel fear. They have, they feel that, but apparently, plants do as well. Like, so cows know they're getting ready to be slaughtered. Pigs know they're getting ready to be slaughtered. Um, now, apparently grass has a sort of nervous reaction as well. Like, plants have a sort of defense mechanism. So these peas know they're about to be slaughtered as well. So I guess the, the most ethical option is simply to starve yourself. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah, just fast, I guess. Eat some sand. I'm just going to eat carne asada, bro. Um, real quick local thoughts. Uh, do, you, do you have any thoughts about the annexation? I really hope it doesn't happen. What's the benefit? Well, the benefit then goes to the city of Soldatna. Um, getting more tax. Getting more tax. Money. And that's, uh, your costs go up. And, and there are lots of people that open their business outside of the city of Soldatna for lots of specific reasons. They're going to hit not only where the gym is at, they're going to hit where my house is at. So they're going to now tax the water well business and they're going to tax the the gym and so our property taxes are going to go up we're going to have to charge our customers more i'm my biggest fear is like when fitness place changed hand or changed the spot i'm thinking we would be grandfathered in because we've always already been established but because they didn't have to upgrade the the fire suppression system at the fitness place because it had been grandfathered in when it was back over there next to um the king salmon but when he bought out Liquidation Warehouse and put in there, they had to go through all those new city codes and shit of having the fire suppression system and all that stuff, which I don't have to deal with at this point. If it becomes city limits, now I have to, I, there's a chance that I would have to deal with all that, which there's no way we could afford that. I mean, it could potentially put us out of business, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a really shitty thing. There, there's no um, there's no vote by the people that are being involved, and the Soldatna City Council. This is where it gets so fucked up. The Soldatna City Council, my understanding, is scheduling their vote for right before their election, so that um, if people aren't reelected, um, you know, no no biggie. They're they're not held responsible. They're not held liable um, for their votes. So. It's, it's a real shitty thing. We're, we're stuck in a real shitty place uh, with that. And, and that part of that is that city manager style um, that the city of Soldatna has, where they don't have a strong mayor. They have a city manager, and that city manager uh, is uh, responsible to the assembly members who could keep or fire that individual. But that city manager has no allegiance to the voters. They're, they're, they don't answer to the voters. They answer to the assembly. And the assembly makes it so... They get what they want out of that city manager, uh, regardless of having a mayor. So, you know, like, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but Mayor Nels Anderson was very pro-annexation. Um, mayor Nels Anderson, my understanding was that he was also an, an anti-cannabis guy. Um, 
I don't mean, I'm not going to try and speak ill of the dead, but we are in this position because we have a city manager rather than a strong, uh, there's a city manager rather than a strong mayor system in the city of Soldatna. And if you had a strong mayor uh, system, you probably wouldn't be looking at it at annexation. I know that former uh, mayor Dave Carey, who's currently running against uh, Pamela Parker, the lady that owns everything bagels, stood against annexation. Uh, like when he was mayor, he was he was opposed to it. Um, and now he's running for uh, city council. And I mean, that's that's a real thing to you know, that is worthy of discussing, because when you speak to these candidates, um, I don't think that they have any hope that they'll be able to change anything like it's going to be left up to the guy that's there. It's going to be up to someone like, say, Tyson Cox, who's running for assembly. Um, but actually, he, even he had to withdraw because he would be affected by the annexation. He had to, uh, to pull his vote because he, is, um, he had a conflict of interest. Um, but if no one wants it, if w I went to a meeting, there was a guy, when they said, who is in favor of annexation? A guy raised his hand. Some dude. Just some not a, not a home builder, right? I don't think it was a home builder. I think it was just, just a dude. Because I know of a home builder that likes the idea because it because it, it would benefit. Him. It helps him as far as like the septic and the the idea that we would eventually get put on city water. It helps his chances for as he builds in the area. Yeah, and, and it might be that dude, but that would be the dude. The folks that own Best Transit, the folks that own uh, the movie theater. There, there's a lot of questions that I have that go up to the assembly. Like, why did those annexation lines get, get structured where they were? My understanding is that Davis Block is on the other, like, immediately on the other side of the annexation line. Uh, meanwhile, Best Transit's gravel pit would be included in the annexation line. Uh, but they, ascend, they do a lot of the same work. It doesn't go all the way to Chikansky. It goes, the one that we looked up. The one that I looked up yesterday did not show it going all the way up to Chikansky, and that's where Davis's pit would be. Yeah, it stops essentially, um, like at, at that best yeah, transit right. line. It, yeah, it um, takes it goes basically up to the duck, right? Yeah. So who at the assembly or or who in Soldat? So it even goes further than that. It goes all the way up through all. Yeah, the duck because it goes through Sean Coods. It's taking up. It's putting a lot of stuff on him too. It's putting going to hurt him a lot with taking up the whole whatever it is the. Golden Center or Diamond Red Diamond Center or whatever it is now. I don't know what yeah, the hell yeah. they call it. Um, but it, it's um, why were those lines drawn the way they do? Uh, why they were, and um, why were they lines drawn right up to Davis Block? What influence did Davis Block have? Do you think they had any? No, I don't. I think they. I think they take these baby steps. I think it's just like guns. You know, you can't piss everybody off, so you you take on one one group at a time and yeah and but i mean i don't chikansky shouldn't even fall under soldatna so davis block i would think their stuff up there should fall under kenai would, would still be thinking the, well because everything are, down chikansky is kenai is it yeah okay when i when i work on on chikansky it's all kenai is who i'm billing so that's probably why they didn't go after them they but they could have taken over they could have gone after the Airport rentals and that, that's still Soldatna. But they didn't go up that far. They didn't go, I don't think they went up through, um, whatchamacallit. I don't, I'd have to see again. I looked at the map yesterday. I'm just rambling and not giving good, because I don't, but I don't think that it made it up to where uh, anytime fitness is either. There, so 
I feel like there's some people that they're they just don't want to take on the whole the whole group all the way up to the Kenai. Well, a lot of that area is commercial, right? So it's not people that that live there uh, that that would be a general. Didn't go after any of the houses. Of course not. Of course not, because they would have to provide services to those houses. But a lot of those places that they're, let's be honest, they're not going to be providing services to anyway, um, are already being covered uh, for services. Like they have contracted out snow removal. They have contracted out those sorts of things um, that uh, sort of go, that go on in sort of like the Red Diamond uh, area. Like those places are, are covered for services. Contracts have been, have been made and signed. Uh, for services that the city of Soldatna would have to provide, but they don't do a really good job of providing inside of the city of Soldatna. Something like 23% of the city of Soldatna does not receive services by the city of Soldatna anyway. So all they're going to be doing is, is expanding that number. The number of people that they don't do anything for other than to like, then collect taxes for. But the, the and I, it's weird saying this out loud and I fucking, I get nervous saying this out loud, but we live in a really small town. And you are trying to take people's land and property without, with, against their will. Yeah. And you still have to see these people. And you still have to receive services from these people. So if you, if you are pushing uh, arbitrary taxes and fees on a business, you still have to see that business owner at Fred Meyer or Walmart when you take your kids to school. You still have to see the neighbor that you butt-fucked looking in their face. And that's the part that I have a problem with. That's the part that, that I don't think that I could live with myself. Like, you, you know going into it, you are, you are taking something from someone against their will, and you are holding on to it. You are robbing them, and you're not doing anything for them. The city of Soldatna is attempting to annex, rob, people that don't want to be a part of their club. They moved and, and set up their businesses where they set them up because they didn't want to be a part of the, the club of Soldatna. Not everyone wants to be a part of that club. Uh, and, and listening to um, the, assemb- or, uh, the Soldatna City Council say things like, well, we know, that, uh, we know that there are more people out here that are in favor of this. They're just not here today, which is the exact same fucking thing they said about cannabis when no one, would show, when no one showed up to speak against um, against cannabis in the city of Soldatna. Um, they said, well, there, there, there are more people here that are opposed to this. They're just not here today because they're busy. Well, if it was that serious to them, they would have shown up. I went to the first one when it was first, first brought up that they were talking about, and this is when they were just talking about annexing up to, up to Gaswell, and I went to that one, and I watched the local people talk against it and say they didn't want it, and... Then I watched the people up front, the, the council people, and you could just tell they gave zero shits. There was zero shits given by any of the people in that, in that group. Like, it was really just a, we have to be here to click the block, to say that we let the people come and talk, but we don't care. You know, there was no, there was no, every person that went up there and talked and had real, real grievances or had real reasons why this was a terrible idea. They didn't care. There was no, oh, okay, I see your point. Like, they literally look like they're about to fall asleep. They were all kicked back, their arms crossed, and no, no head nodding, nothing. It was just, say your fucking piece and get the fuck off my stage so that we can check the block and, and move on with this because we're going to do what we're going to do anyway. So I went to the meeting at the high school, and it, it was very much that. And people that were talking to the city council were saying to them, hey, yeah, being real sarcastic, 
Thanks for the eye contact. Thanks for letting me know you're listening. It, absolutely not. It, when I spoke to this old Otna City Council about cannabis years ago, uh, I didn't feel like they were listening. Um, and, and I don't now. And it's a lot of the same people. Um, it, it absolutely is. But, and I'll say this, like, as I don't know Tyson Cox, but Tyson Cox, Tyson Cox came out for, for cannabis. He didn't, he wasn't, I, my, um, and what I don't dig is, have you, I don't know if you've seen any of the attack ads against the guy. I've, I've seen people writing things about him on Facebook, but I haven't, I don't even have TV anymore. So Lucky I, you. So there's a thing called Alaska. Yes. Yes. Alaska. One of the two. Um, it's owned by Blaine Gilman, who is Zach Brown's lawyer and Peter Zeus, who's Zach Brown's neighbor. Uh, and they are funding attack ads against uh, assembly candidates, guys like uh, Jesse Bjorkman and Nikiski and uh, uh, Tyson Cox. I've seen them. I've seen the Alaska. Yes. Writings. And it looks like a fucking third grader trying to fucking put some shit together. So whoever they got writing their stuff, I'm a C fucking student. If I can pick through your shit and say you write like you got fucking Down syndrome, you might want to get another person up there writing stuff. Because I, I read the stuff that they were writing about. It was about Cox, actually. That's the one that I, that I saw them writing about Tyson. And it was, it was pathetic. It really looked like a third grader was trying to talk shit about the guy. It's like, man, even if this is true, like, I can't even take you seriously. It's just, it's poor, piss poor. It's almost like he is paying for somebody to slander him. To control the opposition, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's like, wow, if the people opposing him are this retarded, I'm going to have to go with him because this is bad. We had, a, we had a lady walk by and we she waved. To, we have to end it? No, we, not at all. It was just I a wave. Like, I do need to end it. That's all right. Kind of um, well, real quick, some of the, the anti-Tyson Cox, Tyson Cox, uh, Tyson, by the way, it, try doing talk to text and talking about Ty Cox. It gets real dirty real quick. Um, so one of the, the, the attack ads is a, essentially it's a picture of him scratching his ass and it's calling him a Satanist. So, so his opponent lost to me because I had to stare at Tyson Cox scratching his ass. You made me see that? Okay, we're done. We're done, so. I even. I think that is the one I saw. Yeah. And then he didn't stand up to the people, the other one that I got saw on Facebook was he didn't stand up to, he didn't feel that there was an issue with allowing the invocation at the assembly. That's why they called him a Satanist. So he got called the Satanist. I'm just like, or maybe he just doesn't give a shit about things that don't really fucking matter. Crazy. It, it takes fucking 30 crazy. fucking seconds. They go up there. They, the one dude was doing it with a fucking goddamn strainer on his head the other day, praying to the fucking the spaghetti monster. The, the flying, flying spaghetti, spaghetti monster. monster. You got people doing the Satan thing. You, I mean, who gives a shit? Like, honestly, everybody's just trying to fucking be internet famous for 30 seconds. Let them have their fucking spiel. You know, you got people in the back making them even more famous, turn, standing up and turning around backwards like you're protesting. Like, holy fuck. The mayor walked out. Mayor Pierce, when the, uh, when the satanic invocation, uh, invocation came on, he walked out. So... And there are a lot of ways to take that. Um, and we didn't address it when I, when I had him on the podcast. And, and maybe if he comes on again, we'll address that. Um, but I, like, I don't think that that was the appropriate thing to do as the mayor. Like, this is still one of your residents. And whether or not like, you agree with what they have to say, uh, they still felt the need to say it.
right? Um, but we've already lost as a borough a couple hundred thousand dollars in this over fucking nothing. Um, so if someone wants to, to talk about the flying spaghetti monster, uh, I don't give a shit. If you're gonna, if you want to wear a colander on your hat for your driver's license photo, fuck yeah. God bless America. Um, you know, whatever. Anyway, dude, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know you got to get to a birthday party. Yeah, a birthday party, man. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning, A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska 99611.